Dodger faithful. We are going to do this. Now we take to the airwaves. Hey, 570, baby. This is the playoff edition of Dodger Talk. The world famous DV. How you doing, man? Tim Kate, always bring your A game. To make your voice heard, call 866-987-2570. It's scary. They are going to be in the World Series. Dodger Playoff Baseball is presented by Navian Tankless Water Heaters. For endless hot water, visit tanklessmadesimple.com. Barrystickets.com. Let Barry hook you up today. Cars for Kids. Donate your car today. Now your host, streaming and podcasting at AM570 LA Sports on the iHeartRadio app. Here's David Vassay. Welcome to Dodger Talk. David Vassay live at Dodger Stadium after the Padres defeat the Dodgers 5-3 in Game 2 of the NLDS. We are with you until 11 o'clock tonight, taking your phone calls at 866-987-2570. Jose Moto will join us at the bottom of the hour, get his thoughts on some of the key decisions and some of the inability of Dodger hitters to just make contact. I thought that was a big issue tonight. You could second-guess Dave Roberts all you want, but the facts are the Dodgers' uh, bottom third of the order came up in a big situation and were not even able to put the bat on the ball. And there were a couple of situations like that, and we'll get to those. 866-987-2570. The Dodgers' defense let them down. I thought it was somewhat ironic that last night in the sixth inning, a great double play was made by Gavin Lux and Trey Turner that kept the Dodgers ahead in a 5-3 ball game. And then tonight, in a tie ball game, Trey Turner could not even get one out on a routine ground ball. And if you look at the replay on it, Trey Turner was already trying to look up and throw the ball before he had it secured. He was uh, not being, he was, he was rushing all of that. And that was his undoing. And the Dodger defense let them down tonight in a key moment after last night. It really saved them from possibly losing that game or having to go extra innings. 866-987-2570. When you look at the Dodger offense tonight, uh, they left 10 men on base. They were 0 for 8 with runners in scoring position. I thought a key inning was the fourth inning where they had two on and one out and they could not score a run in a 3-3 tie. If you look at what took place there, Justin Turner and Gavin Lux had back-to-back singles with one out, which brought up Trace Thompson and Cody Bellinger. They struck out swinging, both of them, to end the inning. You've got to make contact. You've got to get one of those runs in. You've got to do something. You've got to find a way to turn the lineup over to Mookie Betts and Trey Turner. And that was the second time that they did that. If you look at the second inning of tonight's game, after Max Muncy homered to lead off the inning off of Hugh Darvish, Justin Turner singled with nobody out. Gavin Lux strikes out. Trace Thompson strikes out. Cody Bellinger strikes out. That is not going to win playoff games. And Gavin Lux had a good game tonight, but the bottom two hitters, Trace Thompson and Cody Bellinger, I'm not looking for home runs. I'm not even looking for extra base hits. I'm looking for contact. And they did not make contact in their first two at-bats in key situations, especially the fourth inning with the game tied at three. You've got to make contact. (sighs) That was one of the reasons why the Dodgers were not able to score after the third inning tonight. And look, I know hitting's really hard, especially when you're going up against a pitcher like you, Darvish. Trust me, I understand that to a certain extent. I've never been in the batter's box in a major league game, but I'm not paid to do that. These guys are, and they're good enough to do that. Um, But they were not able to tonight. And then when you talk about other missed opportunities in the sixth inning, Justin Turner has got to find a way not to strike out. Anything but a strikeout there in the sixth inning. And when you look at the uh, seventh inning, Trey Turner's got to do a little something more there as well. Uh, Trey Turner hit a home run tonight, but I wouldn't say tonight was a good night for Trey Turner. Speaking of the Dodgers shortstop, let's head downstairs to hear from him. 
Um, same thing, you know, as yesterday, kind of similar mix, uh, good heater and, you know, a lot of breaking balls, different different things, um, or different speeds on the breaking ball, I guess I should say. But, um, yeah, just got a good pitch to hit and, um, you know, didn't miss it. But, uh, yeah, we got to him early, had some good at-bats early and uh, made it tough on him. What have you seen just from their bullpen over the last two days and how they've been able to limit the offense for you guys? They got good arms. Um, no, we knew that. Um, but, you know, they, they seem pretty locked in right now, making good pitches, uh, making pitches when they have to. Um, you know, I feel like we got a lot of guys on base today, and uh, that's kind of the positive, but we didn't get, get them in. So, um, you know, going forward, that's probably the difference in the game is, you know, all those people that we had on base and opportunities. I'm um, just getting a hit here or there, and um, that can, game can change real quick. So um, some there's there's some positives and, and some uh, uh, things we need to work on as well. Did you just lose on the exchange? Yeah, um, hit a little bit softer than I thought. Uh, tried going forward with my hands at the last second to kind of be aggressive towards it and just going to second, just try to get one out and, um, yeah, just kind of swept it across. You thought he was, was going to beat it out. You didn't think you could get two there? No, I didn't, I, with the way it was hit, no, I didn't think I could get two. Um, um, I, I mean, I, I don't I, I don't think that's necessarily my job either. It's my job is just to get the ball to Luxie and, um, you know, the way it was hit and it's a little bit softer and I had to uh, go in the hole a little bit. I figured I'd just... Get one. You mentioned runners on base and the you know runs and scoring position. Does it kind of feel like a missed opportunity for you guys today? Yeah, if you if you uh, you know you can have whatever mindset you want. Uh, for me, I'm I like to be positive and and um, like I said, we got a lot of hits. I think we out hit them, um, and we had a lot of guys on base, a lot of good at bats, um, just a ball here or there, and you know it's a different ball game. And you know I'm sure the same could be said for them as well, but uh, that's postseason. Those are the you know, small differences. All right, there's Trey Turner after the game. Uh, one of the more stand-up guys you'll find in Major League Baseball, win or lose, error, home run, game winner. He'll always be there to answer the questions. And he was right. The Dodgers did out-hit the Padres, but they left 10 men on base tonight and were 0 for 7 with runners in sc- or 0 for 8 with runners in scoring position tonight. And I just went through some of the key innings that the Dodgers could have capitalized on, and they just were not able to make contact. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. In case you missed it, Dave Roberts did say that Chris Taylor is fine. He just chose to go with Austin Barnes, who in his career against Josh Hader was one for six with three strikeouts instead of Chris Taylor, who was three for eight against Hader in his career with only one strikeout. And by the way, what Hader did tonight was not something we expected to see in this series because he has been reluctant to pitch more than one inning, let alone go for four outs. But that's what he did tonight. He got Austin Barnes to fly out to end the eighth inning and then uh, was able to take care of the top of the Dodgers lineup despite giving up a double to Freddie Freeman in right field. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. And look, yes, I thought the Dodgers had a good chance of sweeping this series. And quite honestly, this was a game the Dodgers could have had. Um, In some ways, they did give it away, but this was a game the Padres needed to win if they wanted to have any shot at winning this series, and I felt like if there was one game the Padres were going to win in this NLDS, it was going to be tonight. Did I think it was going to play out the way it did? No. I thought if the Padres won this game, it would be because you Darvish carved up the Dodgers, and that wasn't the case uh, the first three innings especially. But talking to Nomar Garcia-Para and Tony Gwynn Jr. before the game, they reminded me of you, Darvish and who he is as a pitcher. He's a pitcher with a lot of pitches and a lot of different shapes to his pitches. And they told me, look for him to try to feel out which pitches are working for him tonight. And the opportunity for the Dodgers to score and jump on Darvish is early while he's trying to search and feel for those pitches. And I thought we saw that in the first three innings. Unfortunately, the three home runs the Dodgers hit were solo home runs. There was nobody on base, and that's a difference maker as well. You know who always teaches me that pitchers can swallow solo home runs more than with runners on base? That's Clayton Kershaw who went five innings tonight. He gave up a solo home run to Manny Machado in the first inning with two outs, 
but after the first three innings, he settled down and started to find his slider. When he needed it the most, he found his slider in the second inning to strike out Trent Grisham and Austin Nola to end the second inning with the Padres having runners at second and third. He retired the last nine hitters he faced. I thought he could have gone back out for the sixth because he started to get into a rhythm and started to get a feel for his slider. Dave Roberts opted to go to his very deep bullpen, and I'm not saying that's the reason why the Padres scored, but I felt like Kershaw found it and probably could have shortened the game for the Dodger bullpen tonight. Let's head downstairs to the press conference room. That's where the Dodger ace is. Yeah, I mean, I definitely had some traffic all day. Um, Could have been a lot worse, for sure. You know, I think... um, yeah, there's there's a lot of traffic all day. I had to make some pitches, had to you know pitch out of jams uh, basically every inning. But um, you know, there's a few mistakes in there that got hit hard. Obviously, the, the homer to Manny was a mistake, and um, the two strike hit that Profar got there was was a mistake. Um, and then I left the slider up to Soto too that he got a hit on. So I definitely made some mistakes that they made me pay for. But um, you know, overall, I'd like to have a few pitches back, but it definitely could have been could have been worse for sure. Next question, Clayton. Anything else? Go back, row. Uh, just overall, the slider. I mean, you were able to land some good ones early. Dave, though, thought that you didn't really have a feel for it in the, until like the fourth or fifth. Is that fair? No, it's not really fair. I mean, I think. I mean, that's how I got out of the jams. You know, I threw some good sliders there to strike some guys out, and. Um, I mean, I did leave. I left the one up to Manny, but he also, you know, if I, I throw where I'm supposed to, I think I get him. So um, I definitely had a few sprays in there, a few misses. Um, I think it was more the curveball. You know, I think I bounced a few curveballs, and then um, when I did throw for a strike, you know, Manny got the hit behind the count, which I usually don't throw curveballs behind the count, so that was impressive. And then Will Myers too with the curveball base hit. Um, I didn't really expect that either. So you know, that was a little bit um, unanticipated, I guess. As far as your pitch count and where this left you physically, could you hypothetically come back in Game 5 in some capacity? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think everybody will be be ready. Hopefully we don't get there. But, yeah, I think everybody will be ready for that. Yeah, I don't think it will get there either. I thought the Dodgers had a very good chance of sweeping this series. Now I believe they'll win it in four games. 866-987-2570. Dodgers fall to the Padres in Game 2 of the NLDS. 5-3, to three. you Darvish, the winning pitcher, Bruce Dargratterall, the losing pitcher, and Josh Hader with the four-out save. Let's go out to the phones for the first time. Michelle, who is at Dodger Stadium tonight. Hi, Michelle, you're on Dodger Talk. Hi. Hi. So I am um, a little bit upset because Roberts, who is the king of small ball, I don't know why we don't, as Dodgers, why we don't use that. We don't utilize that more. Yeah, that's not what they do. They just don't do that. We need today that we could be bunted, and we didn't. So I feel like it kind of messed up our game. All right, Michelle. Thank you for the phone call. Uh, Look, the whole bunting thing, yeah, I understand where Michelle was talking about where you may believe the Dodgers should have bunted, but they haven't bunted all year long. They're not going to start in the postseason. And you could like that, you could dislike that, but that's just not what they do. And for me, they got to put the ball in play. It doesn't need to be a bunt. Let's go out to Ryan in Glendale. You're on Dodger Talk with David Vasse. Hi, Ryan. Hey, um, you know, I agree with you that there's no reason for uh, the Dodgers to bunt. They haven't done that all year. But I have a couple questions on some base running. Do you think that Bellinger should have been – they showed a replay on TV. I, I thought Bellinger should have been closer to second on that ball that Grisham dives dove for in the, uh, in the seventh, and I thought he may have had a good chance to score. The ball got quite a bit past Grisham. And then also, why wasn't Muncy on second in the sixth on that ball he hit nearly off the wall? I, I, if he's on second, then that, that is not a double play from Gavin Lux. Uh, Roberts already answered my question about Chris Taylor, but, I, I mean, I disagree with that. And uh, – I personally think the Padres have to flip the series in their favor. Snell against Gonsolin, Gonsolin, I don't think is a good matchup for the Dodgers, the way Gonsolin has been injured. Okay, there's a lot to unpack there, and all very good questions, Ryan, so I'll answer all of them. If you want to start with Juan Soto uh, not catching that ball in in right field uh, when it was, uh, what inning was that? That was the... 
I'm looking at my box score here. That was in the sixth inning, bottom of the sixth inning. Uh, Max Muncy told reporters after the game that he saw Will Smith in front of him. When Smith headed to third, it was too late for him to make a move to second base. So he did not want to overrun Will Smith. As far as Bellinger, where Grisham made a diving attempt on Mookie Betts' sinking line drive in the seventh inning, watching where Bellinger was as it was happening and also on the replay he was in the very right spot I would say he was three quarters towards second base freezing to make sure a very good center fielder doesn't make a great catch like he did in the previous series and has done all season long so I thought he made the right play because if he goes too far and Grisham makes the catch he might be out at first base so I thought he made the right base running play there All right, Ryan, thanks for the phone call. Appreciate it. I know we're all focusing on the eighth inning where Dave Roberts opted for Austin Barnes instead of Chris Taylor against Josh Hader. What about Miguel Vargas, another right-handed bat on his bench? Isn't he on the bench to face Josh Hader in a situation like that? You had two regular players on your bench to use in that situation. Instead, you used Austin Barnes, your backup catcher, who didn't even start tonight against you, Darvish, and Clayton Kershaw was starting the game. That just doesn't add up to me, and I think that's a fair question. 866-987-2570. Let's go out to Marco, who was at Dodger Stadium tonight. Hi, Marco. You're on Dodger Talk. Hey, how's it going? Uh, yeah, totally agree with Austin Barnes' move. Really questionable. Like you said, they have Chris Taylor and Miguel, Miguel Vargas for a reason there, for hater. But uh, anyways... Uh, Gratterall and Trinan coming in to relieve pitching, just coming back from injuries. I just feel like those two pitchers didn't really do their job, and I just feel like that's where the game turned for us, where uh, Trinan and Gratterall just really let it go for us. But uh, Well, I don't know hold on, Marco. I, I disagree with you when it comes to that. Uh, Blake Trinan, everybody's been asking 24-7 whether or not he's going to pitch and Dave Roberts said he's not going to pitch back-to-back days. There's a day off tomorrow, so tonight was the night to use Blake Trinan, and the Dodgers were trailing. Uh, As far as Gratterall goes in the sixth inning, uh, he's not a swing-and-miss guy. I know all of you get so enamored with his 100 miles an hour, but the facts are he doesn't get swing-and-miss. He's a ground ball pitcher, and he got ground balls, and Trey Turner booted a routine ground ball. And he made a great play on his own to save a run, uh, nailing Will Myers at the plate on a safety squeeze play. So I, I thought Bruce Dark Gratterall did his job. Trey Turner just missed, misplayed a, a ground ball. Absolutely. No, I agree with you on that as well. All right, Marco. Thank you for the phone call. 866-987-2570. Dodgers fall to the Padres 5-3 to three in game one of the NLDS. And look, I know... When you lose a playoff game, there's a lot of overreaction. But in a lot of ways tonight, the Dodgers beat themselves. And it wasn't taking Kershaw out after five innings. It wasn't pitching Blake Trinan. It wasn't just uh, having Austin Barnes pinch hit against Josh Hader. There were a lot of different mistakes that hurt the Dodgers tonight. And in a lot of ways, in my opinion, gave away a game that you, Darvish, really didn't pitch that well in. Let's go out to Newport Beach. Ken. You're on Dodger Talk with David Vasse. Hi, Ken. Hi, David. Um, gosh, I don't know why tonight. Kind of reminded me of the last six out of seven years where there were some strange moves made on the mound and some strange management choices. But um, San Diego's got their two best pitchers coming up in San Diego, and we don't seem to be positive who we're pitching in game four and just made a decision on game three. That concerns me. Defensively, the Dodgers got completely. Well, hold on, Ken. I wouldn't say they just made the decision. I guarantee they made this decision uh, well before Dave Roberts announced it after the game. They just did not want to make it public. Okay. Um, Defensively, you know, not only was the error by Turner, but letting a guy come into second base and not making the throw. uh, Yes. The underhanded toss that allowed bases loaded to happen. Uh, not Phi Beta Kappa by Trey Turner in the eighth inning. He was lucky that they were able to get Kim to end the inning in the eighth. You're right. That was another bad defensive play by Trey Turner. And then offensively, you're getting nothing from Thompson, very little from Cody. 
nothing really from from JT. And probably the biggest thing people are missing is Mookie Betts in the last 30 games is 26 for 130. That's a 214 average. He's completely stopped hitting. Uh, I don't know if maybe he needs to lay off the bowling, but uh, that's well, hurting he's a streaky them, hitter. You're, your, you're hoping that he eight, gets hot. Nine, I think I think yeah. that's what people forget about Mookie. He's a very streaky hitter. Yeah, and then as far as some of the moves that that uh, Dave made, I wouldn't bring Trinan in at that point. He was only throwing 92-93. Uh, Monty's been great. That Keening guy that closed out, struck out the sides, and you're right. When he brought Barnes in, hitting two twelve, and he's got two right-handers sitting on the bench, I thought it was going to break the TV. I don't know what he does in playoffs where he either overthinks them or underthinks them. But it's happened too much in these playoffs the last seven years. Got to come back from San Diego, but they got two good pitchers coming. All right, Ken, thanks for the phone call. Actually, Blake Trinan with his fastball hit 97, so the velocity was there. You may have been looking at his cut fastball, which topped out at 94 miles an hour tonight. So the velocity was there for Blake Trinan. He made a mistake to Drake Cronenworth, and Blake Trinan's only pitched five innings this year. So, for me, that was a good spot to get Trinan in the game to try to hold the game where it was uh, with the day off tomorrow. So, hopefully, the rust is off of Blake Trinan. The Dodgers fall to the Padres tonight, 5-3 to three in Game 2 of the NLDS. This series is tied at 1. Game 3 is on Friday night. Blake Snell will start for the Padres. The Dodgers are going to go with Tony Gonsolin as their, quote, starter. But is this really an opener? Because Tony Gonsolin had not pitched in over a month until he got into the uh, into the rotation the second day of October for two innings and 40 pitches. Dave Roberts said he got stretched out during one of these simulated games, but how stretched out is he? And let's be honest, and I think that's my job here to filter some of this stuff for all of us. The Dodgers do not want to give out information that is going to help the opponent during the postseason. So... I could totally see Tony Gonsolin going three innings and then the Dodgers bringing in the bullpen and Andrew Heaney being part of it. And in some respects, they may have to hold back Tyler Anderson now for game four if they're going to have Gonsolin start. You can't have Tyler Anderson uh, piggyback a Gonsolin start and not have anybody ready for game four now. So I could see a Gonsolin, Heaney, plus the rest of the bullpen situation in game three. And when uh, Ken says we're facing the Padres' two best pitchers, I disagree with that. Hugh Darvish is the best Padres pitcher. The Dodgers have handled Joe Musgrove. And Blake Snell can't get out of his own way. I love the guy, uh, but he can't get out of his own way. He's always looking for the strikeout. And he's not very pitch economic. And the Dodgers have knocked him out of games in the fifth inning and sooner in three starts against him, even though... He's going well. In his last start against the Dodgers, he threw eight full counts against them. 866-987-2570. Let's go out to Megan, who is at Dodger Stadium tonight. Hi, Megan. You're on Dodger Talk. Hi, DV. Wonderful show tonight. I appreciate kind of how fired up you're getting about this because I completely agree with everything you're saying and that, like, just that run production was so lacking. Uh, I just had a couple questions. I wanted to know your thoughts. Um, one was with Max Muncy. There were just a couple of plays one was kind of a bobble, and then another one was uh, a hit down the line. Um, I know like that one was a tough play, but I feel like at least maybe the bobble, like the play could have been made. And then the other thing I just wanted your thoughts on was the decision to have Mookie steal second when they were like obviously keeping such a close eye on him, throwing the ball back to first like multiple times to try to hold him on. I like that. I trust Mookie Betts. Um, it w- the Padres are one of the worst teams at throwing out runners, Megan. So he was going uh, off a of U Darvish there, who doesn't do a good job of holding runners either. Uh, they just uh, were able to get to the plate quick, and uh, Austin Nola made a great throw. So the recipe for success was there against a team that isn't very good against a runner stealing against them, and they were able to get Mookie by this much. Thanks, Ben. Okay, Megan, thanks for the phone call. See you out here for the NLCS. I, I'm i really hoping so. I think we can do it. I agree with you. We'll be in four. 
All right, thanks for the phone call. 866-987-2570. Let's go out to Rudy in the CPT. Compton, you're on Dodger Talk Live from Dodger Stadium, Rudy. Rudy, you there? All right, let's go to Hollywood. Eric in Hollywood, you're on Dodger Talk. How you doing, Eric? What's up, David? Dodger Nation! Yo, L.A., 111-win team always has a target on their back. So we're going to get the best from everybody. Always. We got this. We got this. I, I believe, David. I always believe. I'm always going to keep believing. And, and Hater, man, he was sweating it, man. We got some counts on him, and he was dealing. And just like Turner said in his interview, man, we just missed some pitches. The game could have been somewhere else, you know. And granted, I mean, Turner made some mistakes. You know, Mookie couldn't get a couple base hits. But Turner and Mookie are going to bounce back, man. Man, these guys are gamers, man. When the lights are brightest, these guys shine. These guys shine. And, man, we just got to keep rooting, man. Go blue, David. Go blue. All right, Eric. Thank you for the phone call. Appreciate it. Dodgers fall to the Padres tonight, 5-3 to three in game two of the NLDS. This series is tied up at one apiece. And, look, uh, it was not going to be easy. I think the Padres sent that message last night after the Dodgers went up 5 to nothing. Uh, During the regular season, we had seen the Padres basically fold the tents in that type of situation. Tonight, they showed again that they are not going away easy. Uh, They are going to fight, and they showed that last night. And the Padres' bullpen, by the way, after holding the Dodgers hitless last night, did another magnificent job for Bob Melvin. Josh Hader did something he hasn't done all season long, a four-out save. Nick Martinez uh, gave up just a hit in a scoreless inning in the eighth inning where he got two outs. Uh, Suarez was really overpowering as well in the sixth and seventh innings tonight, throwing 100-plus gas. So the Padres' bullpen, which the Dodgers have been able to get to, uh, really has done a number not only on the Dodgers, but uh, this entire postseason going back to their wild card series against the Mets. So uh, they have not been pushovers, not by a long shot. 866-987-2570. Let's go out to Carlos in West Covina. You're on Dodger Talk with David Vasse. Hi, Carlos. Hi, David. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, uh, I, I just wanted to say that, uh, in my opinion, I, I think we don't have a whole lot to worry about. The Dodgers are doing well. One thing we have to keep in mind, the, the Padres have an excellent bullpen, but let's remember that they're already five games deep uh, compared to the Dodgers, too. So as this series progresses, I think there's going to start to be some wear on those arms, and I think that's where the Dodgers are going to overpower them. Thanks for the call. All right, no problem. That's actually one of my questions when it comes to the Dodger bullpen. I know uh, they're very deep and very talented, but for two consecutive nights here, they're starting pitchers. They've taken them out after five innings. Is that going to be a trend for us to look at the rest of the playoffs? Is that what the Dodgers' plan is, to only allow their starters to go five innings no matter what the game is showing them? Now, last night, Julio Urias out of gas tonight. Clayton Kershaw was having problems finding it early, but he retired the last nine Padres he faced. And in the sixth inning, he was going to face uh, guys like uh, Drury, Cronenworth, and Will Myers. So um, you maybe could have gone one more inning with him. And see, when you take your starter out, no matter how good or how much faith you have in your bullpen and the script and how you all want it to play out, you're setting off a chain of events that are – Very unpredictable. There's a reason why pitchers in the bullpen are in the bullpen and starters are starters. And there's a reason why a guy like Clayton Kershaw has won three Cy Youngs, an MVP, and a World Series. Uh, He found it. He competed. He didn't let this game get away from the Dodgers despite him not having his best stuff. And that's what separates him from others. And when you see him retire the last nine in a row, uh, I'm thinking that, uh, yeah, maybe it wasn't looking good in the fourth inning, but you know what? Now it's looking pretty good. Maybe go one more inning with him and not set off that chain reaction of the bullpen until the seventh inning. But like I said, it wasn't just that. It wasn't just having light-hitting backup catcher Austin Barnes go up there instead of Chris Taylor or Miguel Vargas in the eighth inning against uh, Josh Hader. It was the mistakes at shortstop in a tie game uh, after a night in the sixth inning that 
Uh, they were able to make a very difference-making double play to hold the game where it was, and the Dodgers won 5-3. to three. Tonight in the sixth inning, uh, Trey Turner was not able to make the play, and the Padres cashed in, and that was the difference in the game, along with the Dodgers, again, not putting the ball in play um, and leaving 10 men on base where they had multiple innings of chances to tack on runs, and they just were not able to do it. We have a full board of calls. Let's take a few more before we check in with Jose Moda on the East Coast. Long Beach, Ryan, you're on Dodger Talk live from Dodger Stadium. Hi, Ryan. Hey, brother. How you doing? Doing well. Good. I just I just wanted to, you know, voice my opinion that that, that Trey Turner error that that wasn't in that that wasn't a pivotal point. The pivotal point in, in this game, and in my opinion, is the two strike hitting and the two out hitting, we just, we left too many men on base. We couldn't cash in and that it, it wasn't, you know, which inning was the biggest one to you, early. Ryan, which, which inning stuck out to you the most as uh, the biggest missed opportunity. Well, it's probably that sixth inning right there. It's, I mean, what we have six inning, we had, I think two men on base with one out. We, we couldn't cash in. Yeah, especially when the Padres made a couple of big mistakes. Cronenworth on the ball hit by Will Smith and then Juan Soto getting crocodile arms uh, against the right field wall. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you just, you got to cash in with those with those moments. And, you know, we just – that's baseball. It is what it is. And, and walking out of the park tonight because we happen to be there, it's hard to hear guys get all upset as we're walking out of the park like, like the Dodgers are – are blowing this it's you know it's baseball and and we're a team that's been huge all year and we'll come back it's one game ain't gonna ain't gonna change anything we'll we'll be fine all right ryan thanks for the phone call yeah it's one game in a best of five series actually one game is big in a short series you don't want to give away games um and the dodgers uh have proven all year long in a big sample size 21 games They've been able to beat the Padres 15 of those 21, including 14 of 19 in the regular season. Luke was at Dodger Stadium tonight. Hi, Luke. You're on Dodger Talk with David Vasse. DV, let's go, Dodgers. Man, it was electric in there tonight. Everybody was on their feet the whole game. I got to say, we're, we're Dodger faithful. Let's go, Blue. I, my favorite moment of the game was when the goose landed on the field. It brought us a hit. I wish the grounds crew didn't take off that goose. Bring back the goose. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about the goose that just flew out of nowhere. How did that goose get to Dodger Stadium? Did somebody bring the goose and unleash the goose? I find it hard to believe the goose just randomly flew in from uh, parts unknown right into shallow right field. They tried to catch him three times. I said, leave him out there. He brought us a hit. Let's go, Dodgers. All right, Luke, thanks for the phone call. Yeah, that goose that was out there, I mean, the grounds crew did a great job. Uh, it can become a little embarrassing when you're trying to to corral a wild goose on the field at Dodger Stadium, but they did a nice job. I thought uh, we've seen highlights of grounds crew to do similar things with other animals, and it becomes a little embarrassing, but Jordan Lorenz and his crew, they're not going to be showed up by some wild goose 866-987-2570. Let's go out to Oxnard. Fernando, you're on Dodger Talk with David Vasse. How you doing, Fernando? I'm doing great, DV. How you doing, man? Hey, I love the 805, Fernando. Aha, uh-huh, yeah, much love, man. Much love to the 818. All I want to say is, uh, you know, those last two innings, uh, Kershaw was wheeling and dealing, man, and uh, I really wish... Uh, 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 Dave Roberts didn't have like a little short leash on him, and you know let him let him let let's throw him out there one more time. I feel like he was starting to get hot. Uh, you know, good good game by the Padres. You know, uh, who's to say that they don't blow him up the next time he comes out? But uh, I really wish he would he would uh, you know let him let him come out there. Uh, another thing, you know, uh, once once everything went sour, you know. I, I was out there. I had to release the goose, man. I had to let the goose on the field. I snuck him in. <laughs> that was you that brought the goose to Dodger Stadium. Not a beach ball. You brought a goose. The 805 that released the goose. 
<laughs> All right, Fernando. Well, the Dodgers are going to release the goose on Friday night in the form of Tony Gonsolin against the Padres in Game 3. Let's go out to Woodland Hills. Matt, you're on Dodger Talk with David Vassay. Hi, Matt. Hey, David. Rough night. But, uh, look, I can't hit a lot of the points here. The outfield just wasn't hitting at all, but Mookie got the double. Uh, Kershaw was pulled with 80 pitches after finally settling down. But we've had mediocre pitching and some kind of mediocre hitting here. It feels like we're sleepwalking through this thing. If we don't win Friday, i got some big concerns about pulling this thing back to L.A. Yeah, I would say so. You go down two games to one, and you have to uh, you have to play another game against Joe Musgrove, who came up big for the Padres in the wild card series. Yeah, I would say uh, Friday night's game is uh, very pivotal. I would say who wins Friday night wins the series, in my opinion, Matt. Yeah, I would agree with that. But, look, I, mean, this, this, I don't also get the Trinan thing. Like, uh, he's a great pitcher, but he got nothing here the last part of the, the year. I don't know who they could have gone to, but that's a hell of a position to put I'm, somebody in. At least it was in a situation where they were already trailing they were just hoping he could keep the game where it was. And that's a good first step for Blake Trinan to get reacclimated to being part of the bullpen in high-leverage situations. It wasn't ideal to give up a home run to Jake Cronenworth, but it could have been a lot worse for the first time of him pitching in quite some time. And like I said, he'd only pitched five innings this entire regular season. And I'm not going to, you know, you know, put down Blake Trinan. This guy has been working since, what, April? Since he hurt his right shoulder to be a part of this season to help the Dodgers win the World Series? I'm not going to blame him for uh, giving up a home run in a situation where he had not pitched in a long time and basically hasn't pitched all season long. Yeah, I mean, I'm not blaming him. I think the injury itself to him and Gonson, I just... uh... (laughs) Those are two you don't want to go into a playoff game when really not knowing how they're going to work out for the past month and a half or all year. So anyway, cautiously optimistic, but it's looking Don't rough. worry, Matt. Don't worry. I'm not going to go from the Dodgers being very uh, able to sweep this series to them panicking. They're not going to do that. They, they've been through too much. They have too much experience, and they've got really good players. They just cannot give away games with – errors, misplays, and not putting the ball in play. That's how they will lose this series. Yep, got to get some production on that outfield. All right, Matt, thanks for the phone call. Yes, the outfield has been abysmal in the first two games as far as offense goes, and that includes Mookie Betts, who was one for four tonight. Trace Thompson does not have a hit in this series despite getting two starts in the first two games of this series, and Cody Bellinger has uh, only one hit tonight and struck out twice. Bellinger and Thompson struck out a combined four times tonight. That won't get it done, as Stu Lance would say. We're going to take a timeout here on Dodger Talk. When we come back, we'll check in with Jose Moda and also get to more of your phone calls after the Dodgers fall in Game 2 of the NLDS 5-3 to on AM570 LA Sports. On air at AM570, online at am570lasports.com, and available by podcast on the iHeartRadio app. This is Dodger Talk with David Bassett. And Darvish delivers. A high fly ball into right field. Soto heading back to the wall, and it is gone! A home run! Max Muncy gives the Dodgers a 2-1 lead. The Dodgers this year, during the regular season, when they hit at least one home run, were 85 and 31. The Dodgers hit three home runs tonight, but they come up short, 5-3 to to the Padres in Game 2 of the NLDS. Welcome back to Dodger Talk. David Vassay live at Dodger Stadium with you until the top of the hour. The Dodgers got home runs from Freddie Freeman, Max Muncy, and Trey Turner, but also left 10 men on base and were 0 for 8 with runners in scoring position tonight. A special thank you to fans who entered the Daniels Jewelers home run forecast all season long, and congratulations to those who won a $50 gift card. Celebrate this season by visiting any location and say, 
home run for our team bracelet. Daniels Jewelers making diamond dreams come true since 1948. We have one line open, full board of calls after a Dodger loss in a playoff game. Game two of the NLDS. This series is tied at one game apiece between the Dodgers and Padres. Tomorrow is a day off. Game three at Petco Park between Blake Snell and Tony Gonsolin. Let's head out to Secaucus, New Jersey. That's where Jose Moda is working for the MLB Network during the ALDS series between the Guardians and Yankees. But, Jose, tonight uh, a disappointing night for the Dodgers. Did you feel that they may have given this one away to a certain extent? I would not go that far, Dave, but I think um, they have to play better. There's no doubt about it. There's a lot of things that showed up today, and and I think – you know, for a team that obviously depended so much on slugging and hitting, everything gets maximized and exposed a little bit more where you don't hit. So I think you got to go back to the very unselfish at-bats that uh, were talked about back in June. Uh, you got to go back to just the basics of, you know, urgency early in the game. And you got to go back to play, playing cleaner baseball defensively. I mean, uh, Clayton Kershaw, you know, with all the pitches he made under duress tonight, he got better as the game progressed. I think he had in him another inning. I mean, this guy went six-plus six innings 12 times this year, and you know, and he went on the IL twice, and uh, he's just getting better. His stuff was sharp. It was obviously a time in the lineup where he could have gotten um, and get you at least three outs or even 20 more pitches, I think. I mean, this guy worked for that reason, right, in this postseason. And, um, you know, guys are missing some pitches. There's no doubt. You can see uh, maybe today you saw more of the rust and, and the timing off of certain guys missing pitches they usually hit, but uh, that's what happens when you don't hit. Things get a little bit bigger, and, uh, you know, any little thing that you don't make right, obviously uh, it's going to cost you. What did you see from Blake Trennan tonight, Jose? I just didn't see consistency in just where he wanted to put the baseball. I've seen velocity, um, not on a consistent basis, but I think sometimes he's yanking some pitches um, out of the zone, especially the glove side that he doesn't want there because – when he is going well, there's more fluidity in the release point and allowing the ball either to sink or to cut. Um, but if he's on the roster, he's got to pitch at some point. And, you know, that's the point we've got to make here. He is going to have to get sharper as the games progress. And today was obviously one swing that cost him. But, um, you know, when you don't have, we, we haven't pitched in a regular season, let alone now coming into the postseason to pitch, everything's going to look bigger. Any of the mistakes are going to look bigger. And it's hurt him here tonight. I don't believe this was uh, the the reason why the Dodgers lost tonight, but it was a decision that bears questions. And what did you think about, or were you surprised to see Austin Barnes pinch hit for Cody Bellinger in the eighth inning against Josh Hader instead of Chris Taylor or Miguel Vargas? I mean, Dave, this game nowadays with the analytics and sabermetrics is based on what? Results and history. And I looked at the numbers from Chris Taylor against Hader. I'm going, this is the ideal guy to have up there. And if you want to talk about, obviously, a flatter swing, I can understand that. Um, I know that uh, Chris has not played a whole lot as of late. But, you know, there's also something called confidence. And there's something called, I've been there before, and I know the moment I can slow things down. And I think perhaps, as he said, it wasn't lost there, but it certainly is going to bring the question up as to what could have happened with somebody with good numbers against Hayter coming up in that situation. And with one swing, golly, Chris Taylor can change the game. That's right. Chris Taylor, three for eight against Hayter in his career. And what did we hear from Dave Roberts going into October? He's going to bet on the history of players that have delivered for him in October. And Chris Taylor was one of those players he talked about. Yes, he did. I remember uh, you asking the question about he and uh, Cody Ballinger about guys have done it before, and Dave was we're very clear with you that, yes, it matters a whole lot. I've heard managers stay away from that, say, well, you know, it depends on how they're playing towards, you know, going into the postseason, but Dave was very bold with you and everybody saying, I believe in these guys, and it kind of made it known, like, it doesn't matter how they're playing towards the end of the season. They've been there before, and the big lights are different, man, and you got to go out there and trust the guys. They've had one for you before, and not worry too much about the, what the numbers might say on the negative side, but Trust the numbers on the positive side in a situation like this because that could be a big difference and a better at-bat for you, what your team needs. Jose Moda is joining us after the Dodgers fall in Game 2 of the NLDS, 5-3 to three to the San Diego Padres. Jose, Dave Roberts also announced that Tony Gonsolin, not Tyler Anderson, will start Game 3. 
What do you make of this? I actually like this because I want a Tyler Anderson uh, that's going to give me perhaps to pitch in, in another game. What I like about this is you have a chance to go out there and hopefully expand Gonsolin to four innings. That's obviously your best-case scenario. But uh, the other card here is, is Andrew Heaney. And, you know, Heaney's numbers against the Padres, regardless of what happened towards the end of the season with the home runs, the numbers are very good. And I'm going to trust that also if you're thinking about you know, minimizing bullpen usage, it's a good combination to have, obviously, a Gonsolin if he goes three great, but Andrew Heaney can be stretched out to, you know, four or five innings, and that could be the answer for you. The numbers, you know, the powders against Heaney this season, 189 average, and again, I'm not saying he is the choice, but I think he should be the choice. Uh, he's 2 0 0.66 ERA, you know, in those three games, a couple of starts, and I think overall the going to Gonsolin, Hopefully, stretch it to four, three gives you the bring Heaney up. I think it's a good combination, knowing where the bullpen is right now. All right, continuing with game three, because that's all that matters right now, Jose. That's right. How do you, right. How, do you, uh, how do you see that playing out? Uh, Blake Snell, he has a reputation for being a big game pitcher. He has uh, upped his pitch count quite a bit this year, especially against the Dodgers. How do you see this playing out? Let me work backwards. The Dodgers know they will see the bullpen again. Okay, Blake Snell is going to have 100 pitches through five-plus innings. He's going to get out of there. Uh, hopefully before that, because they're going to get to him throwing those fastballs and, and breaking those out of the zone. They have to work counts. And with a guy that throws that hard, go out there and remind yourself there's no need to overswing. And go out there and take your two-strike approach early. Don't be so concerned with slugging and hitting the ball out of the ballpark. The moment's going to be big for you. You've been there before. All these Dodger guys have been there before. And it's bigger for him. He's got more to prove than the Dodgers do. And in that case, put the pressure on him and get ready because when he's out of there, you have to do a better job of making contact and having more team at-bats against that bullpen. So I will give the Dodgers the edge on this one. All right, before I let you go, you brought up the Padres' bullpen. They have been flat-out dominant not only in the first two games of this series, but going back to the wild card series against the Mets. Uh, what do you make of what the Padres have done to the Dodgers? And do you feel like the Dodgers now have seen them and maybe are better prepared to do more damage against them or have a better game plan against some of these guys going into game three? Yeah, game plan is it's uh, the one thing you're going to base it on. And, and when you have a recent game plan based on recent at-bats in history, then you know that you're going to go to as a pitcher to what you've had success with more recently. You're not going to go back three months ago, hey, you know what, back in July I got this guy. No, no. You're going to go, hey, two two days ago, this is what I threw at this, how I worked him. You know that the breaking ball is going to be there. Is it going to be a strike or not? Now, get yourself into better fastball counts by not spreading the zone and then not, you know, chasing. And the Dodgers, as you know very well, are not a team that chases a whole lot. We've seen that more now because I think the layoff is, is kind of being seen sometimes. But with this bullpen, understand that they're not walking people either. They're coming after you, and you got to just go out there and just make contact. Think less because there's going to be more for you. And know that they're looking to even count of this 1-0 and they're looking to get ahead, if obviously in zero zero, and just take your best swing, but not your most powerful swing. All right, Jose Moda, we'll check in with you after Game Three, of the NLDS on Friday night. Continued success on the Spanish broadcast of the Guardians and Yankees on MLB Network. Buenas noches, gracias, amigo. All right, there he goes, Jose Moda. Dodgers fall to the Padres tonight, 5-3 to three in Game 2 of the NLDS. And look, the way you look at it, it's not really surprising that the Dodgers are going with Gonsolin in Game 3 and probably holding back Tyler Anderson for Game 4. Uh, you want to have more of a sure thing as a starting pitcher in a Game 4 situation because either that's going to be a closeout or it's going to be a situation where the Dodgers are trying to stay alive and force a game five. So if you're going to have to use a Gonsolin-Heaney bullpen combination, do it in game three. You don't want to do it in a pivotal game four. 866-987-2570. Let's go out to Daniel. Daniel, you're on Dodger Talk with David Basset. 
Hello. Um, I just want to clear up some things. Well, I had some thoughts, but I guess throughout the show waiting, I've been listening to some viewers who have actually been, um, I've actually had a different opinion on, but I just want to be careful with you, uh, well, not Darvish, he pitched tonight, but Blake Snell and then Joe Musgrove, because our aces, they were up in games one and two, and all I got was a split. Now the advantage is on San Diego's court with the starters. And even though I kind of agree that you said that you Darvish was the San Diego's best pitcher, know what Blake Snell has done to the Dodgers. Know Blake Snell got to six innings against the Mets in the second game in the wildcard series, and then know Joe Musgrove. If the Dodger offense can't get through those two, I think we're in danger because they have a more healthier bullpen. They will see more often, and I hope the Dodger offense can make more contact with San Diego's bullpen. But if they're as sharp as they were tonight and more fluid, I I right now it's it's there it's in their court. It's for us to solve, and it's 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 a it's a danger point. Be cautious. Yeah, you Darvish was San Diego's best, as you said, but know what Blake Snell's done in the postseason against the Dodgers, and then know Joe Musgrove. Yeah, and I know the Dodgers have had some success against Joe Musgrove. He pitched backwards against them and did not use his fastball as much, so the Dodgers should be better prepared for that if that's what he throws at them. But the one thing I could tell you, Daniel, is the Dodgers, and Blake Snell in particular this year, his pitch count's been getting up early. So I don't see him going more than five innings, and if he does, the Dodgers are in trouble. 866-987-2570. Let's go out to uh, Rosalio on the 14 freeway. Thanks for being patient. No worries, Dave. Good to talk to you. Hey, I just want to say it's. Uh, I've already gotten a couple text messages about Dave Roberts and why they pulled Kershaw. Um, I think it's a good move. Last night, he pulled Julio a little early. I was there. I was wondering about it. It worked out well. We won. Everybody said, Hey, Dave Roberts is a genius. He pressed all the, the, the right buttons. And tonight, we just didn't hit. So I say everybody get off of Dave Roberts. Let him manage the team. Let him put the lineup out there. And let's get some hits and win these next couple games. All right, Rosalio. I appreciate it. Uh, I agree with you. At some point, he cannot field the baseball. He can't swing the bat for them. But uh, – you know this is part of baseball, and that's what this and that's what this talk show is all about. That's the fun part about baseball, talking about the moves, the plays. That's the uh, that's what we all do here. That'll do it for us on Dodger Talk tonight. We still have a full board of calls. We'll try to get to you on Friday night, or you can call Tim Cates and Steve Sachs tomorrow morning. I believe their show starts at nine a.m. Right tomorrow, Colin, nine a.m. with uh, Sachs. No scam tomorrow. All right. Shying away from a Dodger loss. Uh, We know what they're about now. Just kidding. Thanks to Colin Yee, who's not shying away from anybody at any time. Thanks to Jake Warner out here at Dodger Stadium. And thank you for listening. In case you missed any of the show, you can find it on the iHeartRadio app. Also, our pregame conversation with Walker Bueller. You can find it on the iHeartRadio app as well. The Dodgers fall in game two of the nlds five to three to the san diego padres we will do on friday night from petco park in san diego but next ben maller on fox sports radio have a great rest of your night see ya